Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. Welcome back. Indeed, it has been a while, but we are here, ready to get the offseason going, chugging along. Of course, I am Luke Lunder, joined, as always, by Caleb Arthur, and we are here to mock it up. It is mock draft season. Indeed, it is. Uh, the real NFL draft isn't for another month and change, but that can't stop us stop us from just, you know, cranking away at these mock drafts. So uh, last time we did a mock draft, Caleb was odds and I was even. So today we're going to switch it up. I am odds. Caleb's evens. And for that, uh, I get the first overall pick in the draft, which is uh, which is fine and dandy. It's a lot easier to do it now, given that the Panthers have traded up uh, from nine. And to clarify, this is not what we would do in this situation as the GM. This is what we think is going to happen. If I was the GM for the Panthers, I would trade back down. But that's just because I'm a trade down merchant. What can I say? First overall pick for the Panthers. Um, I think they're definitely leaning quarterback, as uh, that's obviously been indicated by this trade up. Um, They've been looking at a couple different guys. I think we can cross Will Levis off the board. I think we can cross Bryce Young off the board. I think it really comes down to Anthony Richardson and CJ Stroud. And while Richardson is just so toolsy and you really think he can be that guy, I just don't think they're going to take that big of a risk after giving up so much stuff for a guy. They might have been able to get it nine. So I think the Panthers go with CJ Stroud. I personally have been super high on Stroud for a long time, ever since I watched him ball out in the Rose Bowl last season uh, against Utah. I was like, this guy, he pocket passes like nobody I've ever seen. Um, He could be a future Pro Bowler, all pro QB in the NFL. So I think the Panthers are making a smart choice here. I think they go Stroud at number one. So Caleb, now Texans at two. They could go QB. They could go elsewhere. What are you thinking for them? Yeah, I, I think the Texans go QB here. They kind of, you know, got lucky because I think a lot of people do still think Bryce Young, despite his size, is the best quarterback in this draft. So I think, mm-hmm. so I think with the Panthers, you know, taking CJ Stroud. The Texans are really happy to take Bryce Young. I think that works out for both teams in this situation. I think if you put can get, you know, Bryce Young protection, uh, put him behind, you know, a good offensive line so he's not getting beat up all the time, I do think he he has the potential to be a really good quarterback. I think most people would say his tape is probably the best of any quarterback this class. So mm-hmm. I think Texans go here. They They did pretty good in free agency, so I think if you add Bryce Young, you know, they're not going to be great or anything, but I, I think the, they can make them a decent team. So, uh, yeah, Bryce Young, I think, is pretty easy pick. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think Young is pretty mad value um, at two. He's a very, very good player. Obviously, there's those size concerns. But I think, like you said, he's got the best tape of anyone in the class. I mean, he hasn't shown a lot of inconsistencies. He can clearly escape. And for a Texans team that seems to be really building something under D'Amico Ryans, um, he would be a perfect pick. Now, the draft, you could say it starts at three. You could say it really, really opens up at three. Uh, but I think you can also maybe look at a trade opportunity here. So, Caleb, allow me to propose to you. I am the Cardinals. I am. And for this, and just for this exercise, you are the Seahawks. You're an odd number team because I can't negotiate with myself. Okay. I am the Cardinals. I understand your division rival, but I'm willing to trade with you, Seattle. I have a feeling you want to move up and snag Anthony Richardson. I am offering you the third overall pick in exchange for the fifth overall pick, the 83rd overall pick, and the 151st overall pick. So that is a uh, basically a swap of the firsts, and then you get a high third and a kind of mid-tier fourth, fifth. I can do math. That's a fifth. Uh, so, Caleb, what do you think for uh, three and five swap, and you get 83 and 51? Yeah. 
I, I think I'll take that. Yeah, okay. I'll take that. All right, perfect, perfect. So, uh, so Seattle now sits at three. I am again Seattle, and I, I, I tease this. They're moving up. They're getting Anthony Richardson. That's who they're looking at. That's who they're looking for. Um, they even said it at the Geno Smith like extension press conference. He's like, I'm happy to mentor uh, somebody if they draft them. And that to me, that says a lot. I think the Seahawks are definitely looking at a QB and Richardson's been flying up boards. You can sit him behind Gino. He can learn the system. I mean, he'll be a demon in uh, Pete Carroll's, you know, run like it's the seventies offense. Uh, so I-, I think Seattle goes with him at three, Caleb. That really, you could say it screws Indianapolis at four. You could say they're still going to get their guy anyway. So Indianapolis at four, Caleb, what are you thinking? <sighs> This is tough because I think hmm, I don't know what I want to do here. I think you consider trading back a few spots. You can. Yes, definitely. But I don't know. Then you you know it gets a little risky because they are in such need of a quarterback. I you know I think you just I don't think you can risk it. I think you're so desperate uh, for a quarterback. I think you just take Will Levis here. Yep. You know, it's it's a little bit risky. You know, you might not sleep great after it, but I do think, I mean, I like him mostly. I think he uh, obviously had a really good sophomore year. Fell back a little bit this year, but, you know, he didn't have much around him. Bad offensive coordinator. So I still think Will Levis can be pretty good. I uh, like their new coach, so I think he, he can really train him up. Obviously, did a lot with Jalen Hurts. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you're not, you probably don't love this, but I think if you're the Colts, it's definitely – is something you've needed to do for a couple of years now is draft a quarterback. And uh, he's definitely got potential, so you're okay with it. Yeah, I think, you know, you're just betting on upside there. I mean, I think they'd be betting on upside anyway, unless they got Young or Stroud, and that's not going to happen. They're not getting into the top two. So, you know, it is what it is. There has been some Lamar smoke um, to the Colts recently, which would make sense. I think that's really interesting. Honestly, if you're trading for him, I mean, I guess you're probably giving up the fourth pick to the Ravens regardless because if you want to sign him to a sheet – you have to give up your pick or you could honestly, you could be an absolute menace and wait until after the draft. But I don't think, I think the sheet expires before the draft. I could be wrong. Um, or you could trade for him. I think, yeah, uh, not Seattle, uh, Baltimore would demand that you give them the fourth overall pick at this point with Lamar yeah. wanting out as much as he does, you could probably finesse like a second, a fourth and a first next year. If you really wanted to keep that fourth overall pick, but, um, that's just not going to happen. I mean, I think they could get Lamar. That, like, like I said, there's been a lot of smoke, but I think for now they'll stick at four, get Levis. Five Cardinals sit. Um, you know, this is probably a really good situ- scenario for them. It just went quarterback, 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 bang, 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 bang. There's four guys off the board. Cardinals at five. They're looking at a lot of stuff. I think they're really looking on the defensive side of the ball. And I'm going to go Will Anderson Jr. Um, I think he got the generational label slapped on him a little too early, if you ask me. Uh, I don't think he's generational, but he is a very, very good edge rusher who will step in day one, be the best edge rusher in that building. Um, He is a double-digit sack threat as a rookie, and he is a talented guy to kind of revitalize Jonathan Gannon's defense, which, as somebody who watched it a lot in Philadelphia, relies on consistent front four pressure pressure without blitzing and strong uh, man corners. So I think they'll go uh, Anderson at five. The Cardinals will. This opens the door to a lot of possibilities for Detroit at six. Uh, Caleb, they got defensive guys out the wazoo, but you could go offense here. What are you thinking for Detroit? Yeah, Detroit, I think you have to go defense here. So it really leaves two options at this point. I think uh, Jalen Carter, Tylee Wilson. Uh, I think either one of those two you can go good with. They kind of, you know, they did pretty good in free agency for the secondary. So I think you got to take somebody up front. 
Jalen Carter, you know, a, a month or two ago, you would have seen like the easiest pick here, but he's dropping a little bit. Yeah. And honestly, Tyree Wilson is climbing. I still think Jalen Carter will be picked high. Mm-hmm. But honestly, at this point, I think Tyree Wilson is going to be picked first. Uh, you know, I hear a lot of good things about him. Jalen Carter, you know, not the same, I guess. His stock dropping. So I think it's players just going in two different directions. And I really like Tyree Wilson, too. I mean, I watch a, a lot of Big 12 football. He really does pop off the screen. So I think, it. you know, they need energy. I think that they need energy in Detroit. Just anybody that can really kind of just boost up that defense. Because that's mm-hmm. really, I mean, they're, they're a good defense away from being in a great team so yeah I, th- I think you're happy with that and i think you bank on his upside yeah uh i agree i absolutely i agree with that um i think that wilson is pretty perfect i mean yeah jalen carter is really really good i think you couldn't go wrong with either of these guys obviously he's slipping because of that character stuff well i mean dan campbell seems to be such a culture guy that i mean i think he could see him taking a less talented guy because you know he doesn't like you know fit the culture blah 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 but i also could see him overlooking the jalen carter stuff thinking carter has what it takes you know to turn um, a lot of his energy around, but I, yeah, I, I think Wilson makes sense here. Like you said, I mean, just to have, uh, uh, Tyree Wilson and Aiden Hutchinson on the edges is a terrifying combo for Detroit. And this is a pretty deep, mm, I wouldn't say it's pretty deep, but it's a solid DT class. Um, you got some good guys in Breesy, Cansey. I, I, I'm still really high on Siaki Ika. I think he's really, really underrated, but he seems to be slipping like crazy. So I think Detroit could still get some value at 18 if they wanted to double up on defensive linemen. But this leaves us the Raiders at seven. They're a quarterback-hungry team, I think, but that's also something – I mean, Caleb, I'm a huge Hendon Hooker guy. I could absolutely see them going Hendon Hooker in, like, round three. Um, but for yeah. now, for the Raiders, I think they're thinking defense. It's Las Vegas, man. They don't care. Jalen Carter just seems like the pick here at seven for Las Vegas. Oh, um, that's they They've really, really needed defensive guys just up and down any position. I could have very easily gone with Christian Gonzalez here. I think they could use a DB just as much. Um, but Jalen Carter's just too talented to pass up. I don't think he get past he gets past them. They're just so D-line hungry that uh, they'll go for him at seven. So Raiders get Carter at seven. That leaves eight. The Falcons, Caleb, you're on the clock. A lot of needs here. What are you thinking? Yeah, I think you have to go secondary here. And I know, you know, a really rough pass rush too. I mean, the whole defense in Atlanta is rough, but I, I I don't know. I don't think there's great value to get you know a DT here. So mm-hmm. I'll go with the cornerback that has just been flying up boards. I'll go Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. I mean, he is insanely. I mean, combine. I you know I don't care about the combine a ton, but he he probably helped himself more than most people did there. I mean, he is really fast, but still big and strong. I mean, you just look at him. And you see that looks like a, a, a an NFL player. So mm-hmm. I think he's going to be really good. I see why he's going up the boards. Um, he's just got everything you want in terms of size and speed. So, uh, uh, yeah, I, I would go Christian Gonzalez, and I think that's a much-needed boost uh, for, for Atlanta's defense. Absolutely agree. Gonzalez and A.J. Terrell are, would be a great combo. Um, honestly, Caleb, I what you say you don't care about the common, and I kind of agree. Like I think sometimes the combine can overrate guys, but it also can give us a couple clues on who might be really good. Uh, take, for example, Tariq Woolen. I, I'm pretty sure I texted you like la- like right after the combine yeah. last year before the draft. Yeah. I was like, that Woolen guy from UTSA is pretty good. He's like 6'4". He ran like a 4-2-4. And, I mean, turns out that guy, he was really good. He was a rookie of the year uh, finalist on the defensive side of the ball for Seattle. Gonzalez, I mean, he ran a 4-3-8. He's 6-1. He's got the tape. He gets the ball. Like, he just can turn the ball over really, really easily. He can play on the – I mean, he's really, really good on the outside, but he can play in the slot if you need him to. He's twitchy. I mean, he's just 
it almost looked like he's playing on easy mode sometimes, Caleb. So uh, I, I got to give Gonzalez the props. I think he's cornerback one. I was a big Devin Witherspoon guy for a while, but I could see him start to slide a little bit. Uh, that leaves me Chicago at nine. If I was Chicago, I wouldn't have traded down this far. It kind of felt a little bit weird. But then again, you did get DJ Moore and a first. Yeah. So, you know, trade-offs are trade-offs. Um, so you're sitting at nine. You got as many needs. You know, I've gotten – I think Chicago has more needs than I have fingers and toes. But um, I think at nine, offensive line something they've invested in. I think they didn't go after Mike McGlinchey, which I thought they were going to, but they didn't. He ended up in Denver. Peter Skaronsky's family's Packers fans. They might have to disown him, but I think he's the pick here at nine for uh, Chicago. I mean, he can play guard. He can play tackle. They can, he can both play them very, very well. You know, he, he's versatile. He's got a got that high floor. Northwestern's cranked out some pretty solid offensive line pro, uh, prospects in recent years. Rashawn Slater immediately comes to mind. And he's just, you want to set up Justin Fields for success in this season because it's a do or die season for him. And you want to make sure he's got the guys around him to make that happen. Obviously, they have DJ Moore now. Um, but Skaronsky at nine, I think, makes a lot of sense to protect Fields and kind of get a really good assessment on him coming into the season, Caleb. Ten, Eagles. Got a pick from New Orleans, obviously. They've done some spicy stuff this offseason. They cut Slay. They bring him back. That was kind of weird. They don't re-sign C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who goes to the Lions on great value, in my opinion. Um, they bring back James Bradbury. For a team that always likes to stay young, they're getting a little old, Caleb. What direction do you think they lean at 10? Yeah, I mean, this is a team, obviously, one of the most, if not the most complete roster. Probably is the most complete roster in the NFL, so. You know, not many needs here. I mean, maybe you got your great offensive line, but it's old. Maybe you go there. But I think you have to go cornerback. You lost Gardner Johnson to the Lions, as you said. And I think Witherspoon, I think he, he fits them. I think he's still, you know, yeah, probably going to go behind Gonzalez now, but I think he's still seen as a, a really good cornerback prospect. I think it's a really good cornerback draft. Um, and, and when you're the Eagles and you don't have many needs, I think you can just – you know, take a player like him. Hey, we lost Gardner Johnson. We can just replace him with Witherspoon. Uh, mm-hmm. with with that tenth pick, you already, you know, obviously have another first. You have you have the thirtieth pick, and maybe you can go offensive line there. You know, to put him behind your older guys. But I I think Witherspoon just immediately plug him and play to replace Gardner Johnson is the move. Yeah, I agree. I think he, I, I was super high on him. I'm not high anymore, but I still think he's getting a little bit underrated. I mean, Caleb, he's just a dog and it's kind of hard to teach that when he gets to the NFL. Yeah, he's a little tiny, but he, like you said, he could slide right into that Gardner Johnson role right away. Um, he didn't test. I mean, there's really no reason for him to test. In my opinion, he's got the best cornerback tape in the class. Um, immediately, like you said, step into that Gardner Johnson role, but he can absolutely, he's got the ceiling to be a number one corner. And when Slay and Bradbury's deals are up, they're really going to need that in Philadelphia. So with a screen of 10 makes sense. 11, Caleb, your Titans, a lot of different directions they could go. Um, you know, I think they could go offensive line or they could go receiver. They could go defense. I want to be fun. But this is not what I would do. This is what I think they would do. And Mike Rabel's teams just don't exactly draft sexy, Caleb, do they? So I'm going to go offensive line here. I'm going to say congratulations to Paris Johnson Jr. I think we had him mocked here last time. You are a Titan. Um, As much as I'm really, I really want to take Jack Smith and Jigba there. I think he'd be so fun in that offense. Uh, They're just not. They just don't seem like they would. This is what I think they would do. So 11, PJJ, tackle Ohio State. I mean, he's solid. He's solid. He's solid. And that's all you can ask for him. I mean, he can play 
guard if you need him to. You just you need a lot of depth. Luan's gone. Was he even that good? Great question. But there's still a hole at left tackle. So Paris Johnson Jr. steps in, slides uh, slides in, and maybe could do some blocking for Derrick Henry in what is probably his last season in Tennessee. So Tennessee at 11, Caleb. Division rivals at 12 in the Texans. We had him taking Bryce Young with the second overall pick. Where do they think in, in the 12th overall pick? This is tough. I think you would think they need receiver. I mean, they obviously traded away Brandon Cooks to the Cowboys. And they, you know, they did. They brought in Robert Woods, but he's not a number one receiver. So I think mm-hmm. that you would, you know, you did put a good in free agency, like I said, you know, earlier. So, but receiver is still one of the places that they really need to add someone. The question is what receiver you go with. I think we last time had Quentin Johnson going to the Texans, but since then, Jackson Smith and the Jigba has kind of went up boards a little bit, and Quentin Johnson's kind of went down boards a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, Jack, he, you know, JSN, he's a little bit small, but I, you know, he, he actually ran a better 40 than people expecting him to. He didn't at the combine. People like, oh, he must be slow, but he did it at his pro day and, and was fine. He has a good speed. And I just, I know he missed most of the season, you know, with, with, with a hamstring injury. But just the last year and that Rose Bowl uh, against Utah that you talk about, C.J. Stroud, you know, he was just so good. He was just so good. He was dominant. And I think Ohio State has just been a receiver factory lately. I think I don't think you can go wrong picking an Ohio State receiver. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you just bank on what you've seen from him despite the injuries. Yeah. And uh, you, you go with Jackson Smith and the Jigba here for Bryce Young. I mean, yes, Smith and Jigba is another guy. He is just, man, he is good. And again, it was that Rose Bowl, Caleb. That Rose Bowl opened my eyes on so many Ohio State players, and he just balled out. I understand he didn't play a lot this past season. You know, that is what it is. Jamar Chase didn't play, and then he came in the NFL and was the best rookie receiver we had seen since Randy Moss. So, you know, is that really that important? The only time will tell, but I think Smith and Jigba is a great pick at 12. 13 now, I could kind of trade this to the Packers, but I honestly don't think the Jets are going to give up a first in the trade. I really don't. I just think they have that much. I think they have the leverage. Um, and I, I, yeah, so this is the Jets pick, as far as I'm concerned. This is Jets pick. And they could go in a lot of different directions. I, I'm going to give them an absolute mountain of a man. Absolute mountain of a man. Well, he's not quite the 6'8 demon uh, that Dewan Jones is, but come on now, Broderick Jones is a pretty good Jones, and I'm going to give him to the Jets at 13. I think they are going to be looking tackle in this situation. Can't really, they clearly have shown they do not entirely trust Makai Beckton to stay healthy. Elijah Vayer Tucker has shown more as a guard so far in, in his NFL career, and George Fant is coming off in a big injury. So I think they go tackle. They're going to try to protect Rodgers, do anything they ask, because for some reason they're selling out for this guy who really wasn't even that good last season. Um, so yeah, Jones, Broderick Jones, that is, because I think there's a lot. There's, I think Dewan Jones is very good as well. I'm very high on him. But Broderick Jones at 13 for the Jets leaves the Patriots four team. Another Lamar Smoke team. Caleb, what are you thinking for them? I mean, for the Patriots, if we were doing what I would do, I would take a receiver. I think they need weaponry so bad, but I just don't think they'll do it. I don't think they. I don't think Bill Belichick has any interest in taking receivers round one. Mm-hmm. So they'll probably go with the, another defensive guy. I'm trying to see. There's a few good options, but I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually going to go with Lucas Van Ness from yeah, the edge yeah. from Iowa. Good I think. Thing. I don't know. He just feels like a a, a Patriots player to me. Oh, he actually play a ton in in, in college, but mm-hmm. he has all the, you know, at the combine he did really well. He has a super high ceiling, and when he did get on the field, he he was great. So, 
you know, it just kind of, it, it just, I don't know. It just, it feels like a really Patriots pick to me. And uh, I, I think he would do good in that system for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think he would as well. I, I think I've, I've seen a lot of people mocking him there. It make, makes sense. Patriots are smart when it comes to picking defensive players. Don't talk about Cole Strange. Uh, but yeah, I think this is a pick makes sense for them. 15 now. Packers. Real interesting situation. Um, I've seen Brian Branch go here. I, I, Brian Branch is so good, but we saw this last year as it killed. I mean, Kyle Hamilton was the be- one of the best safety tapes I had ever seen in my years of mm-hmm. kind of covering football, which has been like last like four or five years, and I've been alive for long in that, obviously. But and he he slipped all the way to 14. So safeties just clearly aren't valued that much. So as much as I want to go Brian Branch here, I'm not. I'm gonna hold off on that. I think he could go somewhere else kind of later in the teens, early in the 20s. Um, I am actually gonna go. I, this is I think this could kind of surprise some people, but in my opinion, it makes sense. And I could sort of see the Packers going after a guy like this. I'm gonna go with Cal Cal, Cal I'm gonna go with Canty, the defensive tackle from Pittsburgh. Uh I think I, we had him go into the Steelers last time. The Aaron Donald comps are absurd, and I think it. I don't think that's. I think it's a little too much. They're just people are just happy they went to the same college. But Kansi's an exceptional pass rusher from the interior. And when you play in a division like the Lions, and, and Lions have a pretty strong O line, but the Bears and the Vikings, they don't really have the greatest O lines, especially in the middle. And that's the kind of thing that you could really abuse and kind of take over games with your pass rusher up the middle. So I think the Packers are still trying to find a consistent sack threat, and Kansi could absolutely be that. I know this is kind of out of left field, but there's always a couple surprises, and I just think this would make sense for Green Bay, and I think they're smart enough to do it. So Kansi at 15 for the Packers. This leaves the Commanders at 16, another kind of just weird team that seems seemingly needs everything and nothing. Where do you have them going? Yeah, this is like you said, this is a weird team, but, but I think, you know, you know, Ron Rivera loves his defense, and I think there's a, a defensive player on the board that has fallen down a little bit, but I still really like. Miles Murphy from Clemson. And yeah. I, you know, just a couple months ago, he, he was, he was, you know, I'd be in mock like top eight or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fallen down a little bit, but it's still really good. Obviously, Clemson, the past couple of years, has been an elite defense and he has been the anchor of that. So I, I just feel like, you know, the edge is, is fine in, in Washington. It was really good a couple of years ago. It's fallen back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, you know, again, like you said, there's no positions they, desperately need but also it feels like they need a little bit of everything so i think best play available uh defensive guy i'm sure available love uh, i think miles murphy feels like the right pick here yeah i agree i think murphy was slipping a little too far and i'm happy that you snapped him up because he's very good i mean you and i mocked him what i think to the falcons or maybe to the, yeah, to the lions like yeah we yeah. Knocked, we mocked him really high last time we did this um so i think that that makes a lot of sense uh for the commanders there 17 steelers uh, they could lean in some different directions. I think they go secondary, and I think I mocked this last time. I think they go Joey Porter Jr. It just makes a lot yep. of sense. He seems like he fits Tomlin's scheme perfectly. He's aggressive. He's handsy. That can come back to bite him sometimes. But I mean, also, you know, his dad's a very famous Steeler. Who mm, he's one of the reasons I dislike the Steelers as a Bengals fan. But uh, Joey Porter Jr. makes a lot of sense. I think he, he, like I said, he fits the scheme. He seems to fit the culture there very well. Kind of local guy, Penn State. Um, and the Steelers could definitely use some defense, especially in a division with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, two great receivers. You can never have enough corners. And I know the Browns are kind of a mess right now, but Amari Cooper is still a very, very solid wide receiver one. The Ravens, well, that's a good joke. I don't think they've had a good receiver my entire life. So, um, yeah, Joey Porter Jr. at 17 makes a lot of sense to me. Lions at 18. I'm bumming it and make this Lions 18 pick because I've got this. I've got a really big home run one for them. But I'm excited to see what you do here, Caleb. 
What are you thinking? Yeah, the Lions, I think last time we, we mocked a corner here, they fixed that a little bit in free agency. But now I think the Lions are in a good position here because they got, you know, Gardner Johnson and Cam Sutton for, for the mm-hmm. cornerback spots. We already had them picking uh, Tyree Wilson, who's a great edge rusher to put alongside Aiden Hutchinson. And obviously they're a good offensive team. They don't really need anything there. So I think this is a team that could really just go with the safety in Brian Branch. Yeah. You know, it's not yeah. a super valuable position as we saw, but it's a position of need with, you know, obviously, like I said, the Lions have already had a first round pick. So it wouldn't be like they only took a safety in the first round. So they have a little bit of wiggle room here. That's probably their biggest need, or at least one of their biggest needs on the team right now. Mm-hmm. So I think that if you can get him mid first with second first round pick at a position of weakness you get an edge you get a safety you did some cornerback work in free agency i think you really immediately have patched up that defense brian branch is a day one start at the safety position i think if you're the lines i think you're very happy with that yeah um i think that makes sense i think it's a branch is he's a peculiar he's a peculiar fit because uh, Gardner Johnson did play a lot of safety towards the he end did. of the season in Philly. And I think he might want to, I think that's the reason he didn't come back to Philly, honestly. I think he wanted safety money and they weren't paying him. So we'll see what he does in Detroit. But I like Branch. I think he's really talented. I think that makes sense. He could absolutely, I mean, Gardner Johnson's only on one year and he's on a prove it. So he's not coming back. So boom, we got his replacement for him right there um, in Branch. I would have gone Deontay Banks. I'm super high on Deontay Banks. I think he's a great corner. He's got a lot of potential and he's the kind of guy that could stash and then develop. Because Lord knows Okuda is doing something. Uh, but yeah, 18 lines, Brian Branch makes sense. I was actually going to go Branch with the next pick at the Bucks, So you kind of threw me off there. But um, I think I can recover well. Bucks at 19. They could go in a number of different ways here. I mean, Caleb, it feels like they need just, just about everything and anything. One th- and, and, and I think this is kind of weird to say but i think they go osiris torrance i mean i think he's kind of he's rated pretty low on pffs uh, like boards and stuff but he's versatile caleb he is versatile he can play guard tackle he didn't give up sacks he's an aggressive run blocker i mean he's the kind of guy this bucks team might really want if they just want to change their identity into some smash 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 mouth football program um so for that reason i'm going osiris at 19 this leaves a very interesting seattle situation at 20 I mean, we got Quentin Johnson sitting on the board. Breesy's sitting on the board. Banks is there. What are you thinking for Seattle? Yeah, you know, obviously, again, another team. Sorry, their second pick. They picked Will Anderson, which I think was a really good deal for them. They traded up. They traded up. They traded they up. Traded up for Because yeah, you can't do trades because stupid PFF and their paywall. By the way, quick rant. This is that's dumb. They ruined it, and I now I will go. And, it's it's stupid. But, yes, they took, um, they took Richardson at three. Continue. Oh, yeah. My mistake. Yeah. They took Richardson. So they're going to need some defense here because that was the weak team, which is surprising when they had Geno Smith, the quarterback. I think we were all thinking their offense before the uh, before the season would be the reason they would stink. But it was mm-hmm. actually good. They made the playoffs, but the defense underachieved a little bit. So I think you go with the best defensive prospect on the board, which is Brian Breesey. Um, yeah. Again, alongside Miles Murphy, those two guys were the two anchors for uh, an elite Clemson defense. I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, Pete Carroll, he likes his defensive guys. I think he can do a lot with him. So you got uh, your quarterback that you can stash, and then uh, now you got your defensive guy to help a defense that was 
and not great, to be honest, especially up front. So I like Breezy too. Yeah, and this leads me to 21. And oh my goodness, Caleb, could this have fallen better for the Chargers? Quinton Johnson, many people consider to be the number one receiver in this class, in their laps at 21. And they didn't even have to trade up for him. I mean, this is a team I think we all agree could use another receiver. Mike Williams is great. He gets hurt a lot. Keenan Allen is fantastic. He gets hurt a lot. Josh Palmer, fun little wide receiver three. He gets hurt a lot. They just need more guys in the room because it's clear that they can't rely on the guys they currently have. So Quentin Johnson, I think, steps right in. Bang, bang, Keenan Allen replacement. If you want to cut him, save space. You want to keep him around and with the guys? It all works. But Quentin Johnson makes too much sense for the Chargers of 21. But it's also pretty funny because that completely screws the Ravens at 22, who probably were love in life if they could have taken Johnson. But hey, Caleb, with this Lamar Jackson trade demand, does that kind of impact what you're thinking for the Ravens at 22? Or do you have, you know, a set in your ways? I, I really don't think it changes things much because if they're still picking here, there's not really a quarterback available that you could take here. So it's not – you don't really consider quarterback here anyway. And I think whoever your quarterback is, it doesn't matter who it is. You, they need weapons. And obviously receivers, all of them, have kind of fallen down a little bit in, in these mocks that, we, that we've done today. So Jordan Addison is still on the board. Yeah. And I think you could go him or – Jalen Hyatt or Zay Flowers, but I think Jordan Addison is the best prospect on the board. Yeah. I honestly thought you might go with him, you know, to the Chargers, you know, played at USC so he could stay in Los Angeles. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Quentin Johnson is, is probably the better pick there. But Jordan Addison obviously had a ton of hype coming into the year. I guess the stock's falling a little bit. But overall, he's still a first-round pick. He's still won a lot of awards in, in college. So I think he's still a guy that actually is being slept on a little bit. A couple guys have jumped him. You know, he hasn't been talked about a ton. Mm-hmm. But I think now he's, he's flying under the radar a little bit. I still think he's going to be a first-round pick. And I still think he'll be a good receiver in the NFL. I agree. He's tough. He's shifty. He's hard to guard. I mean, he doesn't have a crazy good motor. But when he gets the ball killed in open space, he's a he's slippery, man. He's hard to tackle. Vikings now at 23, they've got some needs. You could say depth receiver, but that's not the kind of thing you attack in the first round. I mean, Justin Jefferson's insane. They'll just pick up some guys in the fourth and fifth. Hey, maybe they find Adam Thielen 2.0. Where I am looking at their needs, though, are in the secondary. They lost Pat Pete. They could look for a corner. And for that reason, give me Deontay Banks out of Maryland. To me, he's woolen from last year, but he's got way more talent. He is freaky. He's six feet tall, uh, 197. He's redshirt junior. He's 23, so he's on the older side. But my God, he went 4.35 in the 40. He had a 42-inch vertical and an 11.4 broad jump. I mean, he is a dog. He can mirror guys, match up with guys. Hey, that division went from bad receiver to good receiver pretty quickly with that DJ Moore trade. Um, And you're going to want somebody who can mirror those guys, who could take advantage of some mismatches against guys in Green Bay, who, let's be honest, aren't super talented. And, you know, who even know? I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown is not an easy guy to guard. And Deontay Banks can do that. He can go inside, outside. He's quick. He tackles well. He's a lot of what you want. And he's climbing up boards for a reason. He goes to 23 to the Vikings, Caleb, 24 Jags. What are you thinking? This is an interesting one. I, there's a couple routes you could go here. I don't know. I, this is tough. Overall, I actually think it, it's enticing to maybe consider a tight end because you got uh, Evan Ingram on the franchise tag. Mm-hmm. But I think you, you, the offense has been pretty good, and you're going to get Calvin Ridley at receiver, so I think it's going to get even better. So yeah. I think really they, they just need to go defense here. And I think uh, Cam Smith, I haven't yeah. heard a lot about him lately. Yeah. I remember, you know, a few months ago, he was like, a lot of people said he'd be cornerback one. 
Yeah. Um, he's fallen down a little bit, but still, I, I believe in him a lot. I still really like what I've seen in the tape I've seen on him. So I think going to Jacksonville, secondary is probably the weakest part of that Jacksonville team at this point. Uh, it, it's a, one of the spots on the roster they haven't really invested in a lot in the in the last couple of years. So I think getting Cam Smith and in a good I, we talked about it. It's a good cornerback class. So I still think getting Cam Smith here at twenty four is, is pretty good value. Yeah, I agree. I think he's. I agree with you. I think he's getting way underrated. I think he can still be a very, very good player. Great value for them. Opens up the Giants at twenty five. Now they've got a plethora of options. Nolan Smith's still on the board. He's crazy good. I kind of thought he'd be gone by now. But the Giants need a receiver. And while I am in, in love with Jalen Hyatt, he's awesome. He's not the perfect guy for Daniel Jones. He's honestly too fast. But I'm going to go Zay Flowers here, Caleb. I think not only is he fast, he runs exceptional routes and can work out of both the slot and the outside. He's a very, very talented player. He's exactly who the Giants might want to fit in their system. And in my opinion, it's a good match. So I'm going to go Flowers at 25 for the Giants. Division rival Cowboys at 26, Caleb. Bijan is still on the board. Are you going to go with him or are you going to go somewhere else? I, I am going to go with Bijan Robinson and the Bill who probably really upset with that, but... I, he, he don't love taking running backs in the first round, but he is the best running back prospect mm-hmm. since Saquon. Yeah. So I think that uh, when obviously you cut Zeke, you franchise tag Tony Pollard, who's coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's in state in Texas. It just feels like a perfect fit. Yeah, They're going to be in perfect. need. They, they, they like to run the ball. I mean, we talk about it. You know, Zeke has fallen off a little bit, so we kind of don't look at their running game. But the Cowboys do like to run the ball. And yeah. I think with Mike McCarthy taking over play calling, he's made it clear he wants to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think a, a B. John Robinson, Tony Pollard duo would be really, really good. I think it would be one of, probably one of the best, if not the best duos, uh, running back duos in the league. So I think it's just such a perfect fit, Longhorned Cowboy. It just makes too much sense here. Food I hours. agree. It's just so satisfying. It's the same reason I like having Penn State guys and Pitt guys goes to go to the Steelers and stuff like that. It's just like, I don't know. It's something about me. Just I just like it when someone stays in state. Um, yeah. Bills at 27. Obviously, I think they're really, really mad. They missed out on Bijan. And I know there was there was this whole thing about this um, in the playoff game after they didn't even sack Burrow once and he cooked them. They're like, oh, they've invested all this money in the edge rushers. By God, Caleb, they're doing it again. Nolan Smith on the board for them at 27 feels like a dream. This guy's a physical specimen. He ran a crazy combine. I mean, to be a highly graded player and to also be playing for Georgia tells me that you are very, very talented. Because not only are you highly graded because you're putting up good numbers, you're putting up good numbers with exceptional talent around you, which basically means you're the best of the best. And so for that reason, Bills love Nolan Smith at 27. I mean, again, they need somebody who can get after the quarterback, and he can get after the quarterback. Makes a lot of sense to me. I think it makes sense to the Bills. 27, Bills, Nolan Smith, Caleb, 28, Bengals, my team. What are you going to do to me? This is, you know, I think obviously the sensible thing is to go O-line. Mm-hmm. That That's would right. be the smart thing. Yeah. But there's a, you know, obviously you got a great weaponry core going yeah. on. I like where this could is going. You, could you just add strength strength to strength? I, I mean, like where this is going, you gotta consider. I think... I don't know. I just think, I don't know if you're going to be able to keep Higgins and Boyd. I don't know if you can do that. You can't keep Boyd. They're not keeping Boyd. I can tell yeah, you right so now. So I Boyd's think you're going to lose guys. I, I, I think you had strength on strength. I'm going to go Michael Mayer. Yes. Caleb goes go ball. Michael Perfect. Mayer. My, his, is my dream guy. Not only can he block, he can catch too. Perfect. I know. He's, he's a great blocking back. So that helps the, his protection a little bit. 
and he's just a great tight end. I don't know why he's falling a little bit. I still think he's a plug-and-play, immediately good tight end in this class. Yeah. I, I like him. I, I don't see any bust potential. I think he's going to be good from day one. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're the Bengals, you can just get, you know, a little bit of blocking and some pass catching. And that's just perfect because it's a strength of the team already. Just that amazing weapon core. Just add to it. Uh, I think I think that if you're the Bengals, you're really happy with that. And it just makes that offense even more dangerous. Which and it's on it's an offensive league, you know. So yeah, just just make it make it make yourselves even more dangerous in that department. Yeah, after the Orlando Brown signing, I think they should go tight end. And I like Mayer a lot. Perfect pick for them, if you ask me. Uh, Saints, 29. Hmm, Caleb, I again, I think, again, this is not what I would do. Again, like like we both said, we're not super big on the combine. But, and here, yeah, I was accidentally muted myself. Hear me out here. Adetimoa Adabaware. Adetimoa Adabaware. Ada Northwestern. This guy's a fiend. He had the best relative athletic score we have ever seen. 44940 at 282. Looks like a typo. Um, one six one ten yard split, insane. Thirty seven and a half inch vertical. He can dunk, and he's sixty one eighty two. That's crazy to me. Uh, ten and a half foot broad jump, twenty seven bench press reps. One of the best athletes in the draft. Saints love their toolsy guys. Dennis Allen can coach him up. Perfect fit if you ask me. So add a bawar, add bang at twenty nine. Uh, for out uh, of Northwestern to New Orleans, you know we can get out of that Chicago wind play inside. Eagles at thirty. Caleb, you had them earlier. What do you think they go here at thirty? Yeah, I had both of their picks here, and I'm taking Witherspoon at 10. Mm-hmm. I I tease a lot earlier, maybe you go offensive line here to stock them behind your, your aging offensive line, but I just don't know if there's any guys here that you can take. Uh, I don't know. There's, still, there's some good defensive players on the board, and I think if you're the Eagles, you kind of just put even more into that because your offense is well invested into you're going to pay Jalen Hurts. You've got two good receivers. Mm-hmm. you got a good offensive line. You already did, did the secondary. A guy that also showed out really well at the Combine is uh, is Will McDonald. Yeah. Uh, that overall, I mean, Edge is one of the spots that the Eagles, obviously they're good because they're good everywhere. But if there's one spot you could say maybe they're not super deep, that would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that uh, obviously went to Iowa State, so I like him a little bit. So maybe mm-hmm. a little bit biased with that pick, but uh, he he did fantastic at the combine. Probably one of the best just overall players on the board, which I think Eagles, a team without a lot of positional need, that's mm-hmm. something that they would be inclined to do. So uh, I think that makes a lot of sense here to just keep bolstering that defense, make it even more dominant. Yeah, it's definitely edges the position the Eagles like to stock up on. That makes a lot of sense. Thirty-one now, Chiefs. They lost Orlando Brown, Caleb. They replace a mountain of a man with a mountain of a man. Dewan Jones, 6'8", 374. Oh, my goodness. He's a right tackle, not a left. They did kind of. They needed a right one anyway. Uh, Juwan Taylor is now their left tackle. Kind of works out if you ask me. Uh, and it's perfect. I mean, he's huge. He can do what you ask him to. Powerful run blocker. Can do what you need him to in the pass game. I know they don't go offensive line a lot, but I think Dewan Jones makes a lot of sense for the Chiefs at 31.